Well, good evening, friends. I hope you're well. It's great that you could join us now for another one of our gospel reflections. And I'd like to spend a few moments talking to you about some verses which we find in the book of Mark. Let me read them to you now. I'm reading from Mark 4, verses 21 to 25. Jesus said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Now, if you're like me, you may well have passed over these words on a number of occasions as you read through Mark's gospel. These are some sayings of Jesus which are sandwiched between some stories he tells. They come immediately after the parable of the sower and before the parables of the growing seed and the mustard seed. Um, we have this talk of things which are hidden and disclosed, important things which Jesus wants to communicate about how he teaches and the way in which the mysteries of God are revealed to us. But just a few days ago, I came across something about these verses which I never realised before. And it got me thinking, uh, it's that in the original Greek in which Mark wrote his gospel, the words of verse 21 are put together in a very odd manner. Uh, the sentence is constructed in such a way as to baffle and uh, bamboozle most Bible translators. So in the Greek, verse 21 actually reads like a question, literally like this. Does the lamp come to be put under a basket? Now, of course, we can see why most translators find this a bit problematic. We all tend to think of lamps as inanimate objects, hence the reason why almost every one of the translators speaks of the lamp in a passive way. It speaks of someone else bringing it. And yet, that's not what the Greek of Mark 4 actually conveys. Instead, it suggests this idea that the lamp is actually an active agent. The lamp brings itself. Uh, and when you read the verse in that way, that the words suddenly take on uh, a whole new meaning. This talk of a light coming of its own accord suggests the verse might actually be one where Jesus is talking about himself. And if you read it that way, and what comes next in verse 22 sounds different as well. Jesus is coming and his intention is that people should discover who he is and what he's about. It's not his plan that his purposes should in any way be hidden or uh, concealed. And he says all of this and then goes on to speak these other challenging words about listening. He then says, Consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, 
it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Uh, I love what the great uh, American New Testament scholar Richard Hayes says about these verses. He suggests that what Jesus is saying here could be summed up like this. Pay careful attention to what you hear, because if you measure generously in interpreting the word, still more rewards will follow. But if you are a stingy hearer who hears only the literal surface sense, your reading of the gospel and of Israel's scripture will offer only diminishing returns. Now there are some very thought-provoking words, something for all of us to chew over. What, what does it mean to be a generous listener? And what does it mean to be a stingy hearer? I, I, I sometimes think that the sayings of Jesus are a bit like jokes, especially the parables. You know, if you tell a joke and somebody doesn't get it, doesn't necessarily mean that the joke is bad. Instead, it might be that your joke somehow exposes something in your listener, that it finds them out, that it reveals them to be someone who is so literal-minded that they can't grasp a play on words, or someone who, who frankly, doesn't have much of a sense of humour. And Jesus' words can be like that too. Some people might have listened to these parables and wondered why he'd spent the last few minutes talking about sowing seeds. Why are you giving me an agriculture masterclass rabbi? So what does it mean to be a generous listener to Jesus? I think it has something to do with being open, with being curious and inquisitive. I think curious people are far more likely to discover more about Jesus than those who don't want to be challenged. I also think that generous listeners are people who are willing to make an effort at listening. They will chew over the words of Jesus. They will ponder them. They will be open to the possibility of having their attitudes or perspectives altered. I think generous listeners are willing to have Jesus change their mind. Maybe that's a little test you might want to apply as you think of these words. When did Jesus last change my mind? And what about stingy listeners? Hmm. Well, I wonder if they are people who are quicker to dismiss what might seem a bit left field or too outside of the box in Jesus' words. I wonder if these are the people who always have their excuses prepared early. I think that's uh, not really a very practical idea, Jesus. Well, you know, that's okay for the church down the road, but we'd rather not. When I hear this phrase, stingy listeners, it makes me think of people who are cynical. And I think that those sort of people are especially hard for Jesus to reach. There's something about cynicism which seems especially deathly in terms of our spiritual lives. Jesus offers these descriptions of two ways in which we can hear and then goes on to say something even more challenging still. He tells us that the way we listen isn't just an attitude that we hold. It's actually more like the direction of travel for our souls. We have a choice. 
be someone who is open to Jesus and the possibility of change and you will find that measure for measure that openness to him is the means of you flourishing and growing and blossoming in your faith or be someone who is closed off to the new word someone closed to the new ideas be someone who decides to tune out or distract yourself when Jesus threatens to subvert your assumptions but if that's how you decide to play things you know mind how you go Jesus talks of those who do not have and then says even what they have will be taken from them have you ever noticed how some people seem to blossom in their faith and keep growing more in love and more in joy and then there are those who get stuck at a point where they choose to button down the hatches of their soul. They wanted to stay in control, they couldn't face the risk of faith, and, and somehow the potential of a disciple full of joy gives way to something sad or, or diminished, maybe even bitter. So often, when we read scripture, it feels like there's a choice being presented to us. Uh, am I going to delight in the law and be like a tree planted by water or will I resist and be like chaff as the Psalms tell us as they open? Am I going to walk down the narrow road or take the broad one instead? Am I going to be a generous listener or a stingy hearer? What's it to be? Time is gone, but let's pray. Jesus, so often your words come to us with an irresistible starkness that leaves no place to hide. And yet sometimes we do hide, sometimes we choose to shrug off what you said. We shut up our ears, not realising that at the same moment we are shutting off our hearts to the things that make for life. So where we are closed, please help us to be more open. Where we are tempted to push you away, Please help us to move towards you. When we fall into the trap of stingy hearing, please pull us, pull us towards the life-giving place of generous listening. Amen. Bye for now, friends, and uh, I'll see you soon.